I have to go with TK because <laughs> we've been together this whole time for these stupid questions. <laughs> so you're going oh, true? Or, yes, I'm going true. And the answer's false. <laughs> I hate myself. TK, <laughs> what have you done to us? <laughs> Another porn for me. Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for Zyrtec and Benadryl. My name is Fenwald Griswick. And I'm Chaotic Anarchy. And I am the Kilted Sea Lord of this particular podcast, TK. And we have a special guest host. Everybody say hello to Zynar. Hi, Zynar. Hi, Zynar. Hello. This is, in fact, our <laughs> special, super-duper, extra-fabulous one-year anniversary episode of the Thread Raiders podcast. You have to say that like an Animaniac song. <laughs> the way he said it. Super-duper and, like, no, you can sing it. I could sing it. <laughs> I could sing it, yes. You? But it's our one-year anniversary. You have Should to be sing singing. it. Hooray. If you've been listening for one year, clap your hands. If you've been listening for one year, clap your hands. No more singing. We had an agreement there would be no more I'm singing. I'm sorry. We're done. Violated contract. It's been one year. Did any of you think we'd make it this far? Yes. No. I did. I had hope. I had faith in us. So did Zynar. Of course. See? I, I, I had... TK doubted. I'm surprised that uh, we made it to a year and have not yet gotten, you know, cease and desist letters. <laughs> well, I mean, none of us look at our mail, so <laughs> we may have it. Have it. <laughs> I have a tooth filing cabinet for all of those. No. <laughs> See, oh, thank you. It could have been in there. You don't know. Zynar <laughs> keeps us organized around here. Thanks, Zynar. You're the best. <laughs> When I drove away all those people with my obsession about TK's father's obsession with electric eels, <laughs> I figured we were done at that point, but we rallied. We rallied. <laughs> In keeping with tradition, this entire episode will be entirely about the subject of paper, uh, the traditional one-year anniversary uh, gift. Uh, first up, each of us, uh, myself included, is going to unbox a case of cardstock and then attempt to figure out what weight it is based entirely on smell. <laughs> uh, then we're going to have our grand debate uh, which will be about watermarks necessary evil or personal intrusion and then finally uh, we're going to engage in a spirited discussion about the many meanings of the word ream <laughs> oh no well there the special meanings yes <laughs> but before we begin this is day 14 of the great Iowa scandal of 2019. <laughs> it's still going. And, oh, no. <laughs> uh, much research has, has been done. Uh, how many syllables.com listed as three, um, which is basically uh, uh, the millennials trying to kill me, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how dubious 
howmanysyllables.com is, but uh, that is one of our options. Bernie is just very insistent upon his side of things. I'm just saying. He's going to yes. come on the podcast to discuss it with you. It's coming up. I am single-handedly tearing the Thread Raiders apart with this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't wait to make the t-shirts for Jen. Just, just wait till episode 100. <laughs> Iowa. Wordhippo.com uh, says that Iowa rhymes with the word transfer. So, I mean, how what? good can myhippo.com be uh, oh. if this is their rhyming portion of it? I think what they really care about, Grizz, is what you think. Iowa rhymes with transfer? My thoughts on Iowa are, are out there in the world to be consumed. <laughs> I would highly encourage you to check back in on two of our previous episodes. However, oh, uh, this has to end. It's consuming my oh, no. life. <laughs> No work, no food. I'm starving. I'm so hungry. I'm so I'm literally baking cookies right now because it's all that I've had to eat in three days. And he can't even eat them. He just smells them. Of course, I feel very strongly that the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, the dictionary is so good that you could sum it up in three letters, um, is the way to go. And they say that it's one syllable. However, I am willing to accept two three or even four syllable i o w oz if that's <laughs> if that's what it will take to bring peace to our community oh there you go bernie <laughs> <laughs> although i am all for any sort of poll that might be put in the field for only iowa residents i'm just saying yeah uh, that, that's in the works yes. so uh, yes. all the it listeners is. from iowa mm-hmm. which i have none <laughs> Aww. If this was Texas, it'd be a different story, but Iowa does not love me. Aww. <laughs> so sad. But maybe now I'll put up the poll and maybe they will friend me. <laughs> like, if you poll, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> it's promo time. This episode of the Thread Raiders podcast is brought to you by the letters Q and Umlaut. This episode is also sponsored by Tabletop Loot, the best place on the web to find quality gaming accessories for your D&D, Pathfinder, Fate, or whatever TTRPG you happen to love is, game. Sure, that's English. They also have mugs, dice jails, and other great miscellany. And if you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off your entire order. I find it hard to believe you're going to find a better deal than that. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out their great selection of gear. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. This episode is also sponsored by Founders Coffee. There are only so many hours you get to spend alive here on this planet. Now, for some of you, the afterlife grants you your own planet. So for you, my concern for your lost time will seem pedantic. But for the rest of you, spending countless hours standing in line at the local coffee shop or even worse, in line at one of the five buildings that all have the exact same franchise coffee shop directly across the street from the train station, simply does not make sense. That's why there's Founders Coffee. Roasted beans simply taste better with a little bit of patriotism. Proudly packaged right here in the U.S. of A., you haven't truly woken up until you've downed a cup of their Old Glory Medium Blend Roast. Set your coffee maker timer for Reveille. Set your sights on www.founderscoffee.us and set yourself up with a bag or two of coffee so good it'll raise your flag in the morning. Founders Coffee, patriotic to the last drop. 
And now, back to our show. It's Community Update! That's me! By the way, I really appreciate the new Community Update shouting. Yes! That was really good. The it's me at the end really kind of drives it home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have this week, Tales and Tombs from the Forbidden Library, published by Alligator Alley Entertainment, any nominated publisher of Witch Hunter 2nd Edition, and Esper Genesis, which TK and I are huge fans of. Yes. And was introduced to Esper Genesis by Rich, who's also known as SkyDawn1 on Twitter. Such an amazing group of people. They were the second Kickstarter I ever helped promote. And I was so excited for them when Esper Genesis was successful. You can find them at various conventions uh, that they frequent. Uh, I think PAX Unplugged was where we saw them, TK, right? It was. And they had uh, some of the art for the hardcover book that was mm-hmm. beautiful. They are gorgeous. So this is a D&D 5e adventure for levels 1 through 3, written by fiction author Gregory Wilson, who is a professor of English at St. John's University. This adventure takes place at an eastern wing of Hearthglow Academy's library, where the players will discover why it has been forbidden for students to go there and teachers for 20 years. It is not only a three-part adventure, but a source book with several authors from the RPG community, which is what makes this really unique. So if you find a book in the library, it will be actually written by somebody in our RPG community. Oh my goodness, I can't even speak. The RPG community. So you can find books for like spells, beasts, lore, poetry, art, you name it. You're going to find a book about it in there, which is really cool. The cover art was done by Sarah Dollinger. And some of the contributors, such as John Wick, Robert Alducci, Will Doyle, Greg Marks, uh, Matt Forbeck, and I believe Ed Greenwood is the new one that was just added, along with many, many more creators, have played a huge part in making this really, really special. John Wick did all the gun drawing. (laughs) (laughs) The most recent stretch goal that has been unlocked was the hardcover, fully colored um, source with high resolution maps. And with additional pledges, they will add more creators for the library. So take a look. We will add a link for the Kickstarter here. There is about 23 days left, although by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be like 20. (laughs) But uh, take a look and say hi. If you ever go to their conventions, visit their tables. And if you also like Tales and Tombs from the Forbidden Library, I highly recommend Esper Genesis as well. Awesome. That's me. Esper Genesis is in space, right? It's all... Yes. You're like on a spaceship, like Star Trek style. And you kill all the things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And the the book that they have, it's so well written and easy to use that if you're brand new to the RPG world, this is a really great book to start off with. And if you ever need anything, you can always reach out to Skydawn. They will answer any questions you have about the manual. There's a PDF version out there as well. And I know that Dungeon Fog... Uh, which is another Kickstarter I helped get up and and running and help promote. They have uh, maps that they are creating for that uh, Esper Genesis. So I can't wait to see that also. That's awesome. Yeah. All coming together. (laughs) 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 Tell me of your RPG of the week. What did you name it, Chris? Uh, It's Tabletop Treasure Trove. (laughs) Yeah, that. <laughs> tabletop treasure trove. Yeah. Just, like the, what if, just say paused. Yeah, that. 
A friend called me a GM whore because I will run any game. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm a GM slut because I don't get paid Good for man. it. Oh, jeez. Oh. I'll make the jokes around here. So... <laughs> Uh, she asked me, would you mind running Legends of Five Rings? I said, I'm not spending $140 on a game. So she did. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and then texted me and said, you're a whore now. I paid you. Oh. <laughs> Friends for life. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, Can I sign up at that brothel? <laughs> <laughs> this game... Uh, a, a brief backstory of it. It is based off of some real historical figures in Japan... One of them is someone who I've studied a lot. Musashi, his name is, I'm probably going to butcher his last name, Miyamoto Musashi. Uh, if you've ever watched Kenshin, Rurouni Kenshin, uh, they base yeah. his sword technique off of what Musashi created. Oh. This name sounds familiar, TK. You may have studied him in uh, 11th grade in your advanced warfare tactics course oh <laughs> that's basic. right yeah. my my warfare test oh it's okay okay i'll share uh, my notebook with he you. was also a uh, <laughs> great philosopher but uh the book is the, the game itself it takes place in japan and it follows the tenets that musashi believed in so you create cool. your character as you would like a samurai a ronin Oh, it's very crunchy, so it's not for everyone. Crunchy. It, it's also num, fantasy num. flight, so it's expensive and not for everyone. <laughs> it's fancy. Uh, fantasy flight games makes oh. it so you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is fancy. It's like though. a fancy crunchy game. Yeah. Oh. Like the artwork. So are my it. Snickerdoodles, and nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the artwork is amazing. Uh, the requires special dice to play. D- define special dice. Uh, the dice have their own symbols on them for success, failure. Uh, D6 is your main die to determine if you can do something. <laughs> then you have a skill die. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. There's also a free app. <laughs> is this like the Star Wars TTRPG um, <gasps> narrative dice? Yes, it's a kind. Yeah. It's along the same vein. It's a ver- It's a narrative game, which I love narrative games. Zion, are you super excited about what just was said? Yes. <laughs> How excited are you about what was just said? I'm pretty excited. I'm a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> I know you are. Oh my goodness. We'll come back to that. Don't don't you forget about that guy, TK. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's crunchy. There's a lot. Character creation took me like an hour and a half. Just because mm-hmm. you build a character through their life to get where you are. Oh, that's interesting. Can you die in character creation? Because that's, you know, real character creation. <laughs> no, no, this isn't played yet. <laughs> Maybe you're undead. That's <laughs> right. And have been brought back by a wizard who has questions. Oh, that is that is actually a supplement for this they're working on. Wow. To bring wow. The, the ancestors. So oh. you could be technically undead. Like, all right, I'm going to first run the game, and then if I get addicted to it, <laughs> then I'll... Uh, I'll buy the rest of the stuff at $40 a pop. Yeah, right. TK's getting a second job. <laughs> <laughs> I think your friend is secretly one of their salespeople, and she's given you your first hit for free, and now, now you're hooked for life. What, one thing I will say I really do enjoy about the game is the different skills do have ranks, but it's you cannot start at 
above a rank two of something. So you can't be, start off as a master blacksmith. Mm. You have to narratively get your character there. It is very big on the narration and role-playing aspects of TTRPGs. I, I would not suggest this for beginners. Because so much goes into it? There's a lot of rules? or It's not rules-heavy. It's... I hate to say it. The way a lot of fantasy flight games are, mm-hmm. as we'll be hearing about in December when it's fully released and I can talk about it, you get kind of punished for not being a good role player. What? It's like, wow. The, it's like the dice decide wow, wow. is a big thing they have in this game. It's like, okay, roll the dice and then narratively make your decision based off the dice roll. But if it doesn't fit the narrative, if your DM's a dick and follows rules as written, you don't succeed. Wow. Like, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I like, me either. I like, mm-hmm. I like the narrative aspect, but I don't like there's a rule that forces you to be something you're not. So you just said it was uh, Fantasy Flight Games, right? Yep. So, yeah, they were the ones who did Star Wars Edge of the Empire and Force and Destiny and then the other one. So I could totally see where they would want more people using their dice for other games uh, in order to uh, increase the appeal of their products. They're pretty dice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. They are beautiful. And if I could afford more sets of them, I, I would buy more <laughs> Yes, it's $75 a pop. Uh, <laughs> they should do my taxes for me. <laughs> <laughs> These dice better always roll crit successes. <laughs> I don't know why this RPG reminds me of Animusha Warlords for PlayStation 2. <laughs> I uh, loved that game. That that may be where you know Musashi from. Is yeah, it reminds me a lot of that. Is that where Yeah. See, now I want to look uh, up. He he they based one of the characters on him. See, is it Samonosuke? Is that who it is? I believe so. That is so, so cool. If any if anybody is like hardcore into like the Resident Evil survival series, that's kind of like where uh, they came up with this. But it's in Japan. It is so cool, and the graphics are amazing for its time. It's it's the TTRPG. There is magic mm-hmm. in this, but I like how the magic is done. It's based off of your skills. Like, is it a let's say Grizz? You're very you know, you have you're intelligent. You're charismatic. Aww. You would be great for. This is so nice. Void magic. <laughs> because that's the biggest thing it uses. Oh. It's like you have to be intelligent and charismatic, and you can use these to summon spirits to help you or hurt your enemies. Can I be a green cube of slime? <laughs> With spirits. No. <laughs> if, 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 I'm running, if I'm running a game, you can be whatever the hell you want to be. Yes. Do I have to start off when I'm like a little tiny, maybe like ice cube size slime, and then oh I have to describe goodness. how my life has been to get me to the giant jumbo cube that I am now? <laughs> oh no, it has to happen. Can you make like a little kid's book, like an RPG kid's book of the little green slime cube? <laughs> I'd be so excited. <laughs> the little so green cute. slime that could. I'd market the fuck out of that. <laughs> Icky Slicky and the Wiki and the Wicked. Well, I'll work on the, the title. I'll and the dog the and the dog face men. <laughs> <laughs> Icky Slicky and the dog face men. Icky Slicky did not like the dog face men. <laughs> Maybe there'll be the adult children's books. <laughs> Get out of my river. <laughs> when Icky swallowed the goblins. Oh. Yeah. 
All right, so now we have to go back to Zynar over here because you are a huge Star Wars RPG fan. I am. Uh, Tell us why. Well, uh, my obsession, I mean, uh, uh, collection <laughs> actually goes back uh, pretty far. And sadly, uh, I did not, I <laughs> became kind of a grog about it because I refused to change versions. <laughs> <laughs> so I am stuck on a very old and dead system at this point. Oh, that's sad when an RPG dies. It is. It is extremely sad, yeah. especially when mm-hmm. uh, this is a company that actually helped make sure Star Wars did not disappear off the face of the Earth uh, before the prequels came out. Mm-hmm. So West End. West End Games. Yes, I have an extensive Star Wars RPG collection from West End Games. I'm only missing a small handful of books. So what is it you really like about it? The game that I really liked before it was picked up by Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the game became a lot more complicated. But the game mechanic is very simple. It has TK's mm-hmm. favorite D6. Ooh. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> uh, Represent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. That's a t-shirt. Uh, write it down. But the best part about it is that uh, it's fast. Like, from a long time ago, now everyone's like, oh, we have to have a faster game because nobody has time to play. This game is fast. It it uh, encompasses all the fun parts of what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, is that there are no levels. You progress every game session. Which is rare to see, I feel. And what's really nice also is that since you do progress every, every game session, you really are, like, not really planning out how your character's going to grow. It just happens. It's very organic. Mm-hmm. Because you can only increase skills that you've used. So if you don't use it, you can't get any higher at it. You can't get any better at it. So, yeah. Now, you said there's some fun bits in here. And I know that Grizzrix is a huge fan of Star Wars. So what are some fun bits that are in there? So if for those that have not seen or heard of West End Games, uh, the, the fun bits are is that they actually helped expand the universe and name characters that were in the movies. In the uh, Like, for example, in the, in the Katina... In the first movie, they named everybody in there. It wasn't the, wow. it wasn't named in the movie. Mm-hmm. They did it. So they Ooh, created races. They created names for the races. They created names mm-hmm. for the characters, backgrounds, everything. Because you need that for an RPG. You don't need that for right. a movie. So mm-hmm. they worked closely with Lucasfilm to actually help flesh out the Star Wars universe. So it's... <laughs> Yeah, sorry, train. Uh, <laughs> the train is back, everyone. <laughs> it's haunting. He's, uh, he's our new co-host. Yes, the haunting, the haunted train. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what was, and it was amazing because like Timothy's on when he wrote his trilogy, he mm-hmm. actually referenced a lot of Western Games material to actually write his trilogy. Oh, that's cool. So it's been it's one of those things that you know diehard fans like it because it helped create you know the universe that we actually get now. And all of it was canon. Yes. While it was still LucasArts. I loved that. So it was fantastic because you really had, you really wanted to read the books because then you knew about, you know, different characters that were in the movie and you knew their backgrounds, you knew what they were doing, you knew knew their motives, everything. So you can piece it all together without, you know, even like, even the novelization doesn't have all of that. It's only something you can get in a uh, tabletop RPG. Although I have a thing against him. Uh Uh-oh. And I don't know if it's one you have, Zynar. No. One of the adventure modules. What happens to Chewie? Oh, no, don't tell anyone. <laughs> we can't talk about it. I don't want to know about <laughs> it. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Oh, no, Chewie. It's, like <laughs> it's my... one of the canon 
since you know, Disney bought them, like, no, that never happened. It's like, for 15 years of my life, that happened. Yeah. The outside of my cubicle is thoroughly chewed. Okay. It's <laughs> chewy. Everything. Baby Chewies. Chewy slippers in my cubicle. I love Chewy. Oh, my God. I want to know if I can be a pork. Can, can I make a <laughs> so, can I make a poor character? So I know it's you know it's not of its time and it's new, but but the community's been so big around it that they've actually they converted all of the other previous oh, like the other books from the other uh, game companies to work with D six. So things have been around for you know a, well let's see they went out of business I think in the mid nineties ninety seven so uh. You know, so we're talking. It's for most, so for some people listening, a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> Damn kids! Yeah. Get off my star destroyer! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it. it but it's amazing because, like, like I said, you get to read all about all these characters, and you get to uh, actually interact in that universe because they did a good job fleshing it all out. So you could, you actually did do things that were tied in with, uh, like, the main story arc at one point. Like, you actually find, like, one of the adventure paths, you find a section of the destroyed Death Star, and you find Obi-Wan's lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of interesting pieces of information that, you know, you don't get that in a lot of games anymore. (laughs) I have another bit of piece of information. I believe somebody here has a lightsaber collection. I might have a small one. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I, I one of the millions of reasons why we're friends. <laughs> I only have four <laughs> that light up and make noise. <laughs> they make noise, everyone. How cool is that? And I do have that. one that's an <laughs> aluminum machine hilt that I actually carry around when I go to Gen Con. Oh, that's All nice. Right. That is now awesome you're just being there. too sexy now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even admit it, everyone. <laughs> you're going to send me a picture later, right? <laughs> y- yeah. Yay! <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and for our listeners, he's talking about a lightsaber. Yes. Until, not else. <laughs> Take off my sweatshirt. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> totally a lightsaber. Oh. Uh. <laughs> around all the time. I mean, uh. <laughs> Put your blast shield down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nerd joke. <laughs> One year of this we've done. <laughs> Did any of you think we'd make it this far? <laughs> yes, still yes. Absolutely. <laughs> now, do you play X-wing also? Okay, so the like, as in the tabletop game. Yeah, like the miniatures game. I could not afford to get into that. <laughs> right, it is. It's so expensive, but it is a lot of fun. I am huge into the miniatures games. And I can't play because <laughs> they're so expensive. And, like, I want to play them all. I don't want to play just one. Like, Kingdom Death is, like, $500 for that game. And that's a great game. I've had a good time with that. But X-Wing, I played at Too Many Games, which is a convention here in Pennsylvania. About, like, an hour away from me. And it was really good. It, I mean, it took six hours to play <laughs> it. But we had, like, a huge group come over to watch us try to kick ass at this game. And, and I really liked it. At PAX, we saw that amazing map they had laid out for the X-Wing tournament. Yeah, it was huge. It, it was like 20 tables long. What? It's awesome. Yes. It, the, the only problem I have, again, is just miniature gaming in general. Just it Not only does it cost a lot of money to really get into it, but it takes up a whole lot of space. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. Sad. But, well, you had to get the vault and then... Yeah, well... <laughs> 
Uh, well, there are well, some like, that you get that you got you do have to lock away because like, oh yeah, we're not gonna yeah. make this one anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, um, they're talking about that. Fantasy Flight is with their Fallout mini. They're gonna release a new edition mm-hmm. and discontinue all the old stuff after Liberty Prime is. Oh made. no! No, like, I didn't know that. No. But they're doing it in such a fun way. Like we're discontinuing it. But you can buy the 3D printer files from us. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What a way to make like, it up. Like, so you're not discontinuing it. You're mm-hmm. just saying, we're going to make something new, charge you more. But if you still want to play the old version that you got used to, we're not going to kill ourselves financially. Yeah. I started off with miniatures playing HeroScape. I have a massive collection in my basement. <laughs> and it does. It takes up a lot of room, especially because, like, you make, like, these huge maps. And, like, you have all of these tile pieces to connect them. And even just to play a HeroScape game, it takes, like, two to three hours just to build the map, depending upon how complicated you really like it. It's such a great game. Such a great game. But then I went into Warhammer. Oh, no. And those pieces are, like... $50 for one piece <laughs> you know and I, I just I really love that game but it's just too expensive and unfortunately here the hobby is not as big around my area so I can't like really play with anyone and they have a requirement that your minis are painted and yeah, Warhammer is what you no. see is what you get miniature game too so you have to make sure yes. they're geared out correctly and they're painted correctly Correct. and yeah mm-hmm. uh, there's a shop near me uh the local game shop I help out with sometimes the owner has one rule I love his rule come in to play the game or get the fuck out (laughs) because he runs Warhammer tournaments Mm -hmm. on weekends doesn't care if they're painted or not it's like it's a five dollar entry fee god bless that comes with drink (laughs) but if they're not painted that's fine people are here to some people are there to learn how to play it it, and from what I understand, I have not I have not played it because what steered me away from it is the every time a new codex comes out and your army is now useless and you have to buy something new is what the, is the complaint I've heard from other people that have played the game, and that that's kind of a detractor from you know really getting started because you're like I'm gonna buy all this and then I can't use it because it's gonna suck and I have to buy new again. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that 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 hurts. <laughs> that kind of hurts. But luckily, eventually it comes back around and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> In 10 years. Or so. That, that $400 you spent on minis, they're now worth like $2,000, but you have to strip and repaint them because your paint job's not correct per the new code. Right. <laughs> like, I have frustration with Magic the Gathering because I feel like there's always that new card that comes out that's so powerful if you pay $100. Like, there's no way you can beat that. And everywhere I go to these conventions to try it, I get wiped out within like the first two seconds because their deck are so powerful. Flat crack. That's what we called it. <laughs> that game can burn in hell. Oh my god. I have horrible stories with that. And people keep saying, no, you have to try. And then I try, and then they like slaughter me. And they're like, aren't we having fun? It, no. Any, no, we're not. Buzz, forgive me for this, but that game can burn in <laughs> hell. I know. Buzz loves that game. The commander deck is his favorite. The, the game The game is a, is a great game mechanic. It's done very well. But it's he with the most money or he, she with the most money wins because they can afford all the good cards and build the good deck. If you can't, you know, buy a box, not in you know, a whole case and build your deck, you're pretty much SOL. We love you, Buzz. Remember <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he is right now. Magic Vegas. <laughs> or, or, you know, they, they'll change the rules mm. on you. So certain cards I, became illegal after uh, some of the rule changes, yes. Like the black lotus which is like we're not printing this anymore that's like oh it only allows you to resurrect half your graveyard and tap all your mana and make these cards active 
Yeah. But you sacrifice half your deck. It's like, yeah, but I wipe out my opponent. Yeah, it's it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, I draw all my magical powers from nerdy <laughs> conversation, and I'm on fire right now. <laughs> nice. Do you, you need some water to put you out or something? Are you okay? <laughs> we have no, no. reached a new level of nerdiness. <laughs> We have burrowed down and shot right past the trapped miners and kept right on going into the core of Planet Nerdy. It's because Zynar's here. Mm -hmm. It all started with the fangirl gasp over download the 3D Star Wars miniature files and we just kept going. Oh, it's so good. Zynar doesn't have time for an interview. Don't interview Zynar. He doesn't have time for the questions. These were lies. Lies, I, I say. I didn't want to push Zynar. First of all, it's Zynar's first podcast. Congratulations. Hey. Hey. And I was like, I really laid the pressure on it. I was like, it's our one year anniversary. And you have 30 minutes to prepare what's in the box. And you've never used Audacity. Get it on. So I didn't want to be like, hey, you have an interview on top of that. I figured I'll just talk to you I'm in between <laughs> <laughs> like Isn't a normal person. I, we just talk I could be yeah, But once you say it's an interview, then it's like, oh, my God, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm out. No, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you will be back on the podcast because we have you scheduled for the summer anyway. Yay. And we can interview you then. Nice. Yes. I'm OK with that. <laughs> no pressure. And we can't move on to tea time because we're not done with T4 yet. So, (laughs) I didn't like that movie. (laughs) I need to clarify something that CA said earlier, okay? Uh oh. I am a fan of the first three (gasps) Star Wars, okay? Which are episodes four through six. This is very dark space we're going to. Before they were butchered. Very dark space. Hashtag Hanshot first. This is very, very delicate. We're going to very delicate Uh, place. And also, parts of one, most of two, and none of three. Okay, so I need to make sure that we are perfectly clear on this. Also, seven, eight, and nine are dead to me. Just say yes. Just say yes. Rogue so. One made me cry, and Solo's a no-go. Wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, God, that felt good. I was so worried that people would think I liked all Star is, Wars is movies. <laughs> what about, no, what about is, Clone Wars? No. What about Rebels? What about Resistance? Come oh. on. Oh, no. Oh, no. How about the droids cartoon? Ewoks? Let's get it all. <laughs> hey, Ewoks. Oh, yeah, I cosplayed so as an Ewok, Ewok once. So, yeah. We can all agree, Star Wars Christmas special. Teddy bears that <laughs> yes. drop logs on machines. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> better than that. The Star Wars Christmas special introduced Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and in case you guys were wondering, this is what Grogdards talk like when we're comparing editions. <laughs> yes. Well, at this point, we have the right to rename this podcast the Grognard Podcast. <laughs> yes. That's actually a perfect episode. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Our one year anniversary, Grognard edition. <laughs> but then we try to get people to not listen to the other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we could do that. <laughs> Those other podcasts know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I love when TK says that. I also want to wish TK luck with his narrative dice addiction. Yes. Uh, if you see TK sitting on the sidewalk with a sign made out of cardboard that reads "Will work for Dark Forest expansion," uh, then you know what that's all about. No, I got like in my mind a picture of TK dressed like a thug, and then it says D six on the front. Represent. <laughs> I wear that T-shirt everywhere. And, and that was that cardboard an old uh, game master screen because that's going to have to be one of those. I have two on my bookshelf right now. <laughs> My first and second edition GM screens, as well as a 3.5 GM screen. I'm writing it down. Sea Lord Thug. 
Sealer Thug. <laughs> <laughs> <Day> six. <laughs> oh, yes. This is amazing. <laughs> now we are ready for tea time. Yes. Cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Don't be silly, Mickey. Offer the man a proper drink, huh. right? Welcome to Tea Time, the portion of our show where we check these so-called facts on the underside of a popular beverage tea brand who shall remain nameless. Uh, your choices will be true, false, or huh. I will read the question and then wait for your response. Huh? Everybody ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ready. <laughs> 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 it was so quiet. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say something. Snapcap fact number 969. U.S. President John Tyler had 15 children. The last of which was born when he was 70 years old. Oh. I want to say true. True. For John Tyler. Yeah, I think true. Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect all the answers to come on. <laughs> you better start picking up the pace. Okay, we got a special edition. Yeah, you're not kidding. On yes. And the answer is true. Right. Hey, we're winning. <laughs> Take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> One porg for everyone. One porg for, yes. <laughs> John Tyler's first wife was Latetia Christian. She uh, mothered eight of his children, uh, died Ouch. in the White House of a stroke. Uh, the children <laughs> were Mary, Robert, John, Latetia Jr., Elizabeth, Anne, uh, Alice, and Tazewell. Huh? How about that for a name? Tazewell Tyler. Uh, Then his second wife, Julia Gardner, uh, uh, mothered seven of his children. Uh, David, John Alexander, Julia Lachlan, Lyon, Robert Fitzwalter, and Margaret Pearl. uh, The last of which was born in 1860. And so that's the uh, child that we're focused on here. Tyler was born March 29th, 1790. Uh, Margaret Pearl... Uh, Tyler Ellis was born on June the 12th, 1860, and so that made him wow. 70 years, 2 months, and 14 days old when she was born. Wow. So the answer is true. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, his second wife, Julia Gardner, um, <laughs> married him in the last year of his presidency. He met her about a month before his wife died and then married her about four months after her, his wife died. Uh, so how about that? Uh, she was mm. born May the 4th, 1820, making her 40 years, one month, and eight days uh, when she had Pearl, uh, but 24 years, one month, and 22 days when they got married. So she was 30 years younger than him. High fives. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to timeanddate.com for uh, calculating all that out for me. That was nice of them. Fun fact, Tazewell Tyler, of course, is the source of the popular American catchphrase, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't tase well, though, yeah. so. <laughs> Who does tase well? I'm pretty tasable, I'm not going to okay. lie. <laughs> There's only been one tase well, and it was him. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 1431. While rabbits have near-perfect 360-degree panoramic vision, their most critical blind spot is directly in front of their nose. Oh, they always look at their nose. I think that's false. That's just so weird. (laughs) Rabbits are cute and fuzzy. (laughs) I know, but they always show those pictures where they look derpy (laughs) and they look at their their nose. (laughs) Now I want to know if they're blind. (laughs) Let's ask Poon. Yes. Oh, Poon, we need a lifeline. 
Just think it to me. Think it to me. Mm, blind bunnies. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a blind spot. Yes, true. All right. And the answer is false. Oh, oh no! One yes. pork designer. Another pork. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> you cannot have. 360 degree vision and a blind spot. The first <laughs> precludes the other. So you have to have oh, one or the other. Wow. <laughs> I feel salty now. <laughs> oh. So salty. Snapcap fact number 263. Bowling pins need to tip over a mere seven and one half degrees to oh fall down. God. A mere seven and one half degrees? Correct. I'm going to say false. Okay. I'm trying to think of the math in my head. <laughs> yes, math it. Math. That, <laughs> obviously. Okay, seventh and what? One. I think that's Seven false. and one half degrees. This is such a random... <laughs> There's a seven... <laughs> There's a seven and one half degree channel. <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> Measurement of angles by Clark University. Thanks. <laughs> 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 Alexa, what do I need to knock down a bowling pin? I mean, I mean, it's a really weird question how it's phrased. Alexa has ruined so many of our podcasts, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what you're yeah. Based upon this chart that I can't read, I'm going to say it's false. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And Zainar, what was your answer? Uh, I also said false. Okay. And the answer is, huh? Oh, it was my second guess. For a very simple reason. There are three types of bowling pin, and the cap does not specify. Uh, there are the standard, I guess, air quotes, 10-pin uh, slash 5-pin bowling pins. There are candle pins, and there are duck pins, uh, so named because they look like uh, goslings cowering in fear from a eagle. Like Ryan Gosling? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Wrong, guys. Look, my bad. Um, each one has a different shape, and each one has its own tipping point. Uh, how would you measure the tipping point, you may ask? Well, I will tell you. So, basically, you want to find out the dimensions of the pin in terms of its height and also the diameter of its base. Uh, you would open up a program such as Photoshop, and you would draw a rectangle that is of an appropriate dimension. You would draw a line from the top left corner to the bottom right corner, and then you would rotate it until that line is straight up and down. And then you would look at the degree of rotation, and that would tell you anything past that, it will tip over. Uh, for a 10-pin, 5-pin, it is 15 inches high by 2 inches in diameter at the base. Uh, if you draw a rectangle that's uh, 600 pixels by 80 pixels, it actually comes out to 7 and 1 half degrees. However, for candle pins, that number is 10.8 degrees, which makes them harder to knock down. And for a duck pin, uh, it's 5.5 degrees, which makes it easier to knock down. Uh, despite the fact that when you look at it, it looks the exact opposite. I need more duck pins when I play. Fun fact, five-pin bowling was invented in Canada in 1909 after members of the Toronto Bowling Club complained that 10-pin bowling was, quote, too strenuous. Huh. Wow. Hmm. Yes. I thought you just always got nachos and drinks when you were bowling. I don't see that as strenuous, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 481. Over 50% of your body heat is lost through your head and neck. Well, Zyra, you're pretty warm. How do you feel? <laughs> right now, actually, I'm... Uh, 
I'm talking to. So that's a lot of hot air. <laughs> I'm going to say, huh? Okay. I feel like feet were involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like your head and your feet. By measurement right? or by... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can... T- you can <laughs> <laughs> you can measure when you show me your lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would they measure that per person? Because like me, I run at 102 degrees. Not a person, 98.6. I know people who run at like 96. How do they measure that per person? Like uh, I might lose heat from my hands faster than my head. Well, how much heat you generate is uh, it would be regardless. It would be how does your body get rid of the heat? How it dissipates. Yeah. And where does it get rid of that heat? I'm pretty sure it's the head and the feet. Well, after having some tacos, it, it dissipates elsewhere. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Taco Bell again. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna. I'm kind of. I want to say true. I actually want to say true. Okay. Since I'm follically challenged, I've noticed that I tend to get cooler on warm days and stuff. So I'm just gonna say true. TK, would you pick? Huh? 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 <laughs> yeah, huh? No, she asked what you picked. I, I, that is an option. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Uh, I think it's false. Okay. And the answer is true. Oh, Yay. no. Another pork. <laughs> it's because I'm so busy thinking about lightsabers. <laughs> so basically, it works like this. Heat rises. Uh, since most of our day is spent either standing or sitting, that means that heat will naturally gravitate no pun intended, towards your head. Um, (laughs) I said not intended. (laughs) Oh, but it was. Uh, The majority of heat loss in the body comes from radiation, so it's literally leaching through your skin. Um, Another thing that helps that along is the fact that we all wear clothing for most of the day. Um, And even when we're in bed at night, generally speaking, you're underneath of covers, and so the only way for heat to escape is for it to travel up to a place which is not covered, which, again, generally speaking, is head and neck. So that is true. Now, since Zynar brought it up, I know what you're thinking. Uh, What about farts? So, (laughs) yes, technically, that is a massive outburst of thermal energy uh, that has nothing at all to do with your head or neck. However, proportionally speaking, it doesn't actually register on the scale. Oh. Need more hang time on those farts. There is precious little scientific data on the temperature of a fart. (laughs) Sounds like a study we need to go for. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. If I ever pass gas, I'm totally going to call it that and see it. <laughs> Sorry, that was a massive outburst of thermal energy. <laughs> I was overheating. So much it more graceful. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Snapcap fact number 684. Manhattan Island was once home to as many different species as Yellowstone National Park. True. True. Species of what? <laughs> huh? Uh, I'm going to go with huh? Ooh. Okay. And the answer is false. Oh, man. That is impossible. Uh, Manhattan is an island, and Yellowstone National Park is not. And so, therefore, <laughs> they are visited by every single migratory species as opposed to an island which can only be visited by the migratory birds which are heading north and south. And so, by definition, Manhattan Island could not possibly have as many different species as Yellowstone National Park. Was it always an island? Yes. Well, at least as long as we have known it, 
I can't guarantee Ice Age. <laughs> yeah, That's right. You have totally Ice Age, you know. Hmm. Snapcat fact number 994. Baby bunnies are called kittens. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> you just had to put one of these in there, didn't you? <laughs> it is our one year. Why would they call baby bunny a kitten? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because, because it's stupid, I'm going to say true. No, TK, you can't you do false. this. No, why would they call baby bunnies kittens? Last time we messed up on the cows. <laughs> Sayonara, talk some sense into this person. I don't know. I heard something about messing up on a cow, and I think that's already in a dark place, and we don't want to talk about that. No. That's either some sort of experiment, get, or I don't know what I... It was cold. <laughs> we were on hot. We had to get warm. Yeah. Oh, no. The inside of a tauntaun, it's just lukewarm. Uh, oh, oh no. my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm already at capacity. You're going to have wow. to. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, you were like Griswick's favorite right now. <laughs> I'm going to say true because last time we missed it, we, we missed the cute animal thing. We both thought it was false. I have you down as but, true. But why the fuck would you call a bunny a kitten? Kittens or kittens? Kittens or kittens. <laughs> <laughs> DK, don't do this to me. <laughs> but, but who decided it was a, that a cat was a kitten? What should be something European? Gonna... <laughs> no. <laughs> what did Europe ever do to us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, mean, it's I, I will. I mean, I love I them. I will say false saying. out of principle. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Now I'm stuck between two wonderful people. <laughs> So horrible. <laughs> no, wonderful. Wonderful. First people. world problems. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I have to go with TK because <laughs> we've been together this whole time for these stupid questions. So you're going oh, true? Or, yes, I'm going true. And the answer's false. <laughs> I hate myself. TK, <laughs> what have you done to us? <laughs> Another board for me. <laughs> No, because the kitten is a kitten. No, I knew it. Can I take it back? There is no such thing as a baby bunny. Bunnies are the babies. They're baby rabbits. No. Why? Wait, where did bunnies come from then? Rabbits. Bunnies bunnies are different than rabbits? No, they come from rabbits. Bunnies are the baby. That's the the term. Uh, Yes, bunnies come from rabbits, right? Right. But they're not baby rabbits. No, there are baby rabbits are called bunnies. So there are no baby bunnies because that's like seeing a baby of a baby is a something else. Oh, <laughs> I hate these questions. TK, why? Um, no. <laughs> because I call all rabbits bunnies. So does Poon, who has rabbits. But you don't call them kittens because they're we not can. kittens. And I knew it. <laughs> I knew it wasn't kittens. I'm going to cry while you explain. There is no explanation. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is writing the nerd high right now. <laughs> and finally, Snapcap fact number 1027. I heard. The soil on Mars is rust color because it's full of rust. I'm too discouraged, Dan. <laughs> <Too> dis- Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but I- Thanks, Bunny AC. I'm totally calling the kid. <laughs> 
Sorry, Poon, you're going to get a lot of different getting jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Poon's never going to forgive us for this. <laughs> I want to say false. I mean, uh, rust requires water, oxygen, atmosphere. Do, I don't recall Mars having a current atmosphere. And Mars has. At least that would Mars does have an atmosphere. Water. And Mars, there, and ice was found on Mars. But enough to rest the whole planet? Well, it could blow around. <laughs> there has to be enough. Uh, uh, rust is oxidized iron. Correct. I'm willing to confirm that uh, Mars does have an atmosphere. Also, they did find ice. Called ice. The, uh, Not anything else. They, it's ice. And then, that, well, I know the robot, sadly. No, forever sleeping. <laughs> he did good. <laughs> he was supposed to sleep after six weeks. He made it three years. And you were complaining, you know, first world problems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I just wanted the, I wanted the man a mission to get the robot back. Like, revive it. Do something. True. I'm <laughs> going to say false. No, now I'm wrong. No, no, don't even try to do this to me. (laughs) No, because it might be true. Because I'm like, all right, there's water, there's Uh iron. Mm -hmm. So you're going true? Might be a giant meteor. Yeah, true. Were they called iron, copper? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, And the answer is true. Yay! Yay! I didn't get it, but yay! (laughs) Tell us why, Grizz. Because I'm curious now. All right, I shall. Uh, the third most <laughs> abundant element of Mars's crust is iron, uh, which has slowly oxidized over time. Uh, that is the source of Mars's butterscotchy red color. Um, and basically, yes, its atmosphere does contain some amount of oxygen. Uh, it's not enough for humans to deal with, but uh, it's still there. And so it is enough to you know, uh, do the job. Ironically, if we reversed the oxidization of the iron, which is possible, uh, we would probably have enough oxygen to breathe. We need to plant trees. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a discoloration due to the um, composition of the atmosphere. No, the planet is actually red uh, physically on the ground. And so, by a final score of 4 to 2 to 2, Zynar is our winner. Yay! Woo! Yay! You're supposed to cheer. Well there done. You go. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we seem to, You're we, smart. Huh? Every week. Did you say, do I see pie? No, we seem to tie like every week. We do. I wonder Conspiracy. why. Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt right. obligated to go with kittens with you. <laughs> never leave a man behind. With kittens? Ohana. No, we don't want to leave anybody Ohana. behind with kittens. Oh, no. <laughs> and now, it is time for a special bonus edition yes. of Snapcaps. Yes. This is our one-year anniversary episode, and so we wanted to do something special. I am going to read all 450 <laughs> snap caps, <laughs> and Grizzix is going to answer them all within five minutes. It's going to be amazing. True. I hope you're False. All True. Now I'm just shut. <laughs> Warming up. Just Loosening my tongue. Kidding. Loosening my tongue. So, Zainar, I, I made it 25, so you have to update your handy-dandy chart. Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm gonna take off my what socks, we're going count to my do... <laughs> what we're going to do is I'm going to read 25 random snap caps that we have gone over in the past and see if Griswicks can answer them all correctly. And I'm even going to make it even more special for everyone that he answers correct. I'm going to donate a dollar to Extra Life. 
Jesus, way to rot, Boom. match up the pressure. Yeah. The pressure's on. Yes. So I'm going to read these questions to you. Mm-hmm. There are 25 Wait, questions. D- if he gets it wrong, does he donate a dollar to Extra Life? <gasps> Ooh. No pressure or anything. <laughs> Damn. I'm in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are guaranteed 25 Yay. bucks. For the kids. Mm. <laughs> Writing that down. So there's 25 questions, and he has to answer them as quickly as possible. Da, 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 da. All right, let me know okay. when you're ready. I'm ready. Are you ready, Zynar? Yes. I got three cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Hawaii is the only U.S. state never to report a temperature of zero. True. The state of Tennessee is the raccoon. The state of Tennessee is the raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I failed you. You need coffee. <laughs> the the yes. uh, what? The mascot? What? Are, you know the question? State animal. There state you animal. go. The state animal. TK told Tennessee me that's true. I believe him. No, nah, true. Right. Kangaroos can jump thirty feet. Uh, that was. Uh, that's huh because it's. Uh, I don't know if it's forward <laughs> or up. <laughs> a dog's sense of hearing is ten times more accurate than a human's. Uh, that's also, huh, because what the hell does accurate mean? <laughs> Every tweet Americans send is archived by the Library of Congress. Uh, no, they stopped doing that on January the 1st, 2018. The Empire State Building has 73 elevators. Uh, that was true. It was originally, oh, I don't remember. It was like 64, I think, and then they added another nine. No, uh, the neutron star is as dense as a stuffing 50 million elephants into a thimble. Uh, that is true, and we confirm that with the uh, professor at UNLV. If done perfectly, any Rubik's Cube can be solved in 17 turns. That was false. The number was 20. You blink over 10 million times a year. Uh, no, that, uh, that was also false because some it said you blink, and some people have diseases that cause them not to blink. Jimmy Carter filled a file for UFO sighting in 1973, calling it the darndest thing he's ever seen. That is true. Your mother said it was. Man. <laughs> what? You said my mother was all about this, and that's why you got it right. Yeah, I remember like that. You have this mind palace. This is great. <laughs> Manatee's eyes close in a circular motion, much like an aperture of a camera. True. I saw the YouTube video, and then I vomited. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> it's disturbing. Don't watch it. I swear to God. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt was related to five U.S. presidents by blood and six by marriage. Uh, all people are related, so that's true. The Earth rotates at a speed of 1,040 miles per hour. Uh, uh, no, wait. I, uh, I believe that was false. I believe that one was false, but I don't remember why. <laughs> I, think, I think it had to do with the earthquakes. If you doubled one penny every day for 30 years, you would have 5,386... No, five, three, six, eight, seven, oh, nine, and 12 cents. <laughs> I swear I copied it over. It That's all like, right. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so I, I remember, remember that one. That answer was false. And the reason why was because it was two to the power of 29. They forgot to add the last day, which would have made it 10 million and change. That's 536,000, right? <laughs> 5,316,000 and change. Okay. The first typewriter was called a literary piano. Uh, uh, th- uh, true, and that's just a guess. The ancient Chinese carried Pekingese puppies in their sleeves of their robes. Uh, that was true. Jousting is the official sport of the state of Maryland. That was true. Their governor was a huge fan. 
That know. also led us to the discussion about Denver uh, being in charge of uh, uh, borough coaxing. Is that a euphemism? Borough coaxing. You'll have to go back to that episode. We dedicated at least 10 minutes to whether that was a, a double entendre. Oh. An electric eel can release a charge powerful enough to start 50 cars. Uh, false. That's how we knew that TK's father didn't die. <laughs> buffalo, 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 buffalo is a grammatically correct sentence. That was true. Never otter even spelled backwards is still never otter even. Uh, that Yes, that's palindrome. Correct. True. Strawberries are actually members of the Rose family. Uh, that is true. Yes. Rose, I say. Theodore Roosevelt had a pet bear while in office. Uh, I believe that was true. The strike note of the Liberty Bell is E flat. That was false. It used to be. Uh, it used to be that until I proved it wrong. <laughs> after it, after it cracked, it changed, and I dug up the old uh, the old sound file, so I knew that's true. That's false. In the Middle Ages, chicken soup was considered an aphrodisiac. Oh God! I don't. It's either hot or false. Um, everything was considered an aphrodisiac. That had to be the uh huh. <laughs> the uh huh. And the, the very uh-huh. last question. <laughs> Okay. And this is a very serious question. Mm-hmm. Who shot first, TK's father or the eel? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, we need to phone a friend. <laughs> I have it on good authority uh, that TK's father was minding his own fucking business and an eel <laughs> went to town on him. All right, so. <laughs> TK's broken. TK, we broke him. It's great. This great episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me my score. How much money do uh, I owe? I'm right. gonna be poor. You ready, Zainar? Uh, I. What was the last answer? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what eel, did you? Right? What did you say? Grizzix. What? That the I eel? said eel. Yeah. Eel, eel shot okay. first. Eel so, shot first. I'm That's ready. True. That is true. Oh, okay. Oh, that All one's... right. Number one is true. Okay. He Number got that two one. is true. Yep. Three is huh. Yep. Four is false. Don't. Five is Ooh. false. Yep. True for six. Yes. Seven is true. Yes. Eight is false. Yep. Nine is false. Yep. Jimmy Carter, uh, 10 is true. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Carter is true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> 11 true. Yep. 12 true. Uh-huh. 13 true. Don't. 14 false. Yep. 15 true. Yep. 16 true. Mm-hmm. 17 true. Wow. 18 false. Mm-hmm. 19 true. Yep. 20 true. Yep. 21 true. Yes. 22 true. Yes. 23 false. Yes. 24 huh? Yes. And Ooh. 25 true. An eel. <laughs> 25 Yay. is eel. <laughs> Two is wrong. Oh, you almost did it. It's amazing. Which I am going to give you my $2, and then we can just make one donation <laughs> uh, for 25 bucks. Sounds good. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. That was fun. That was awesome, Chris. Yes. That's very impressive. David. What? In the box. What did you say? In the box. Oh, that's the intercostal capital of a brontosaurus. Oh, really? Oh, it's just no bone. Yes, Susan, it's just an old bone. Put it down gently and go away. And now it's time for What's in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the Box? What's in the Box? We finally reached Big Red's lair. 
<laughs> what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Are you exhausted Fire. from the snap cams? Is that <laughs> burned brain? <laughs> Words, not so much. <laughs> Thank God I wrote this down earlier. <laughs> we would have been doomed if I had to ad-lib this. <laughs> Everybody ready? Oh, yeah. Yes. Still. Yep. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> Dark, foreboding storm clouds welcome you to a new day with a deep rumble of thunder. This is it. The moment you have been marching forward toward for so long is now upon you. Leaving the yaks behind to enjoy their field of grass and guard your camp, you set off at the break of dawn to investigate Big Red's camp. Having misplaced your original map that Master Wen gave you, you get a little <laughs> turned around at first. But eventually... That's kind of like William Shatner. <laughs> 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 did, you, did you need a break a for Snapcast? <laughs> <laughs> Having misplaced your original map. <laughs> Stardate 48273. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a cartographer. <laughs> Tucked into the bosom of three hills, you find a well-fortified camp. <laughs> Surrounded by palisades and flying a pirate's flag. Just as Master Wen described, Big Red has tucked his camp into a gully to maximize his defensive position. To the average layperson, there appears to be only one way in and one way out, past two high guard towers and through the front gate. But you're not the average layperson. <laughs> I hope not. I'm a special lay person. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doing a little snooping around, you find that the rear of the gully has an extremely narrow gorge closed off only by an old wooden palisade. The wooden logs uh, they used for this makeshift fence have fallen into disrepair. And now today, you come along and rock one of them back and forth to gain entry. Entering this camp from the rear, you have no vision of the main part of the camp as you are behind some buildings. But taking a wild guess, you slither through an open window of a large wooden structure and find the building of your dreams. This is it. Big Red's Warehouse. From inside, you can't hear anything from the main camp, which makes you a little nervous. But the massive collection of boxes here in this facility is absolutely astounding. Big Red's warehouse is everything you thought it would be. The smell of pine and screws. The sawdust on the floor. The bags of packing peanuts. I bet they're even making their own boxes here. Pushing up your sleeves, you <laughs> dig in. You grab a box at random and go to take it behind some shelving to make sure you are unseen <laughs> should anyone happen to walk in. But that's when you realize this box is oddly lacking in weight. You flip it over and it's empty. You <gasps> snicker lightly at your dumb luck. You put that box down and grab a second. But that's when you realize that box number two is also unexpectedly light. A quick inspection under the lid reveals that this box is also empty. You reach for a third box. Empty. A fourth box. The same. Fifth box. Sixteenth box. Forty-seventh box. Empty, empty, empty. 
My god, you think to yourself, I'm in that nightmare I always have. <laughs> Except a quick pinch of your arm reveals that you aren't sleeping. You're wide awake. This is real. This is happening. You step out into the middle of the warehouse and look around. Boxes. Boxes everywhere. Lids littering the ground. Nothing. Emptiness. The hollow silence of your once vibrant dreams, now crushed into the dust. You fall to your knees, distraught. Desperate to escape this room of nightmare, you rush to the double doors at the front of the building and blindly fling them open. Even death as a trespasser must be better than dying of dehydration from weeping openly in a room full of empty boxes. <laughs> and that's when you see it. Through a cloud of a million flies and lit only by the flickering lighting that dances across the clouds above. Carnage. Absolute carnage. Everywhere you look, you see bodies. The sight is so bewildering, you drift like a ghost through their remains, gobsmacked. So shocked and confused are you that your mouth hangs agape, drawing in flies that make you choke in disgust. Based on the condition of their bodies and the sheer volume of insects, you can tell this battlefield is only days old. And based on their uniforms and the surrounding camp flags, the vast majority of the bodies here are Big Red's crew. But it's the bodies that aren't part of Big Red's crew that tell the full story. These other bodies are the ones that force the realization into your mind's eye that you didn't lose your map of Big Red's camp. It was taken from you. Taken by the same assholes who sold you <laughs> to the pirates of Battle Yak Island. It got so real. <laughs> of the assholes. I was like, oh my goodness. That was intense. What's in a box ever? <laughs> that must have been what Master Wen meant when he said, you're not writing this down, are you? <laughs> you recognize their assassin's garb each of which is wearing a special pin. You reach down and collect several of the pins for later. Across the compound, you find what is clearly the main hut, and there are bodies everywhere. Clearly, this is where Big Red's crew made their final stand. And sitting in a chair, pierced through the middle by a massive spear, sits a half-decayed pirate with a massive tuft of blood-red hair. Jeez. This man was a kindred spirit, a box collector of the highest order, taken long before his time. You wipe away a slowly crawling tear from your cheek. Sure, you were here to rob him, but deep down inside, you know he would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to rob you. You're dead, but you understand, right? You do the same to me. You gingerly make your way through the mayhem on the ground, treading carefully so as not to wake the dead. Farewell, old man. Give my best to the ferryman. You place your hand lovingly on what is left of his right shoulder. It's gooey. So you remove your hand and wipe it <laughs> oh on <my> Red's <laughs> hair while making grossed out noises. Oh, on <laughs> the hair. That's rough. That's rough. Whether it be from your vigorous tussling or a long distance message from the other side, the tendons in Big Red's fingers snap, causing his hand to roll open and reveal one last gift for the world. It's a box. The box is slightly larger than a ring box, but covered in the same kind of ruby red felt. It has a hinged lid, and embedded square in the middle of the lid is a tiny shard of black onyx. You smile awkwardly and press your hands to your heart. For me? Aw. You pick up the box. 
which triggers a spring, which releases a knot, which empties a counterweight, which releases a chandelier, which pulls a rope taunt, which swings a machete, which cuts a thread, which releases a spring-loaded turntable, embedded in which is a match that strikes sandpaper and comes to rest on a box of dynamite, fuses cut to minimum length. Luckily for you, you jumped out the window behind Big Red somewhere around Machete. So when the throne room was turned into kindling, you were lying safely on the ground in a field of broken glass, thinking hateful shit about the bastards who stole your yaks, your freedom, and your dream warehouse full of boxes. This means war. But first, what's in the box? What's in the box? Wow. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a lot of like, hate. <laughs> yeah, like it was, I, I haven't moment. eaten in days. <laughs> These are hunger pangs. Eat uh, the this cookies. is a cry for help. Since there's a lot of hate, I'll, I'll go first so people can hate me first. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, TK. That's very kind of you. Uh, you see in the box what looks like a, a scroll. Ooh. It's wrapped like in a, a black ribbon. And it has a seal on it, a wax seal. Is it like a teeny tiny scroll? The size of my middle finger, is that what you said? You sound far, far away. <laughs> uh, it's about the size of your middle finger. Uh, the width of it is probably about a roll of quarters in width. Okay. Mm-hmm. So less of a proclamation and more of like a fortune cookie kind of scroll. Yeah, like a missive. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, pirate poetry. <laughs> what does the seal look like? Uh, the seal has a skull and there are daggers going through the eye. Ooh. I almost don't. I very carefully kind of like wiggle under the wax to preserve the seal. <laughs> wiggle and it just a I, little bit. As, <laughs> as you open the seal, uh, open the wax seal I take 50 steps back (laughs) the scroll unfolds and it says to your enemies ask a simple question how many lights are there (laughs) don't guess don't guess (laughs) (laughs) Kuzwix loves riddles how many lights in enemies ask your enemies how many lights there are if they get the answer wrong, something horrible will happen to them. Yeah, don't try to guess it, Griswix. <laughs> oh, something okay. horrible will happen. You want to ask the enemy, and then something bad happens to them. I was about to put the podcast on hold for like 10 minutes. We were getting the bottom of this. Trekkie fans will get the uh, horribleness behind this scroll. <laughs> is there a right answer? There is. Okay. I, I feel better about that because if I ask them how many lights there are but there isn't a real answer, I would feel like a real cad. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is four, but they're, they're going to think there's only three. Right. Because three bright lights appear above your head when you read it, but the fourth light is hidden. Behind one of the other two? Yep. Wow. Sneaky. Thank that you, Picard. You sneaky. told us there are four lights. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's all about perspective. <laughs> That's right. I like right. it. Ritalin. Yeah. <laughs> There's Ritalin in the box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong Every box. Every day I'm Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I'm Ritalin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
All right, Zainar, it's your turn. Okay, let's see. Well, who opens the box? Well, we have to know what's in your box. You open the wins. box. Wait. Oh, uh, oh. Oh, one of us opened the box, right? I opened the box. What's in your box? <laughs> well, uh, no. <laughs> hey, my, my lightsaber. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> there, <laughs> there is a brief wisp of smoke, and there you're staring at an empty box. I just lunge through the air, grab CA, and pour it to the ground. Oh, she'll be back. She's not there. There's someone else holding another box, very similar, that looks shocked and amazed. I face into that dude's chest. Well, he likes to be tased. He's, he's taserful. So. <laughs> <laughs> they look shocked and amazed. I, shocked and amazed. To, I'm going to uh, I'm shocked. T- Where am pull I? out the um, Met Saber. Like, all right, what's going on? <laughs> the Met Saber. So, CA, you happen to appear in a room that is full of various different treasures. <gasps> I'm rich! That could yes. have been what was in the other boxes. Is the treasure from like a long time ago? It looks to be the accumulation of what Big Red may have had that was no longer in his warehouse. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I stuffed my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how to get out of here. <laughs> oh, you gotta huff the dust. Do I have to blow smoke to get out? <laughs> no, you don't Am know. genie? Am I stuck in here? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, rub the box. <laughs> if she touches one of the pots and pans, does it begin to multiply and multiply and multiply? No. No, it does not. Hmm. If she touches anything but the lamp, will she be entombed forever inside of the, the mouth of the lion? There is, no, there is no entrance or exit that you can find. Yes, that sounds about right. I'm just swimming in all of the gold. <laughs> <laughs> She's well, cool with it. We have a dragon. Dragons can... Dragons hoard gold. There are uh, no dragons. There's. Yeah. It's safe. Perfectly <laughs> safe. Right? <laughs> Am I safe? Maybe. Should be. <laughs> Could be forever. Is there anything suspicious in here with me? The only thing that you see that is a little bit suspicious is that there is a small looking camp that has limited supplies. All right, look. Clearly, That's to weird. save her. I gotta find a way there. So I'm. Is there still <laughs> dust in the box? Like little little bits of dust? Well, no. There's somebody randomly holding the box. Oh, yep. Randomly away. holding a box. Yeah. Well, no. They're tased, and the box is on the ground. Oh, now. That's right. Tazewell's oh, no. there. Duh, close the box. Open the box. <laughs> All right. I lick Tazewell's face. Do I go to the camp? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick up the other box. Okay. And be like, and before I go, like Griswicks, if I die, you get all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> TK, put your tongue in the box and see if it takes you. If you can get like some of the dust, just a little coating. Is there any dust left in the box? No, the box is empty. Damn. Where's that? uh, Where's that book of law? I'm gonna write that. uh, I'm gonna. I cannot break this box. I'm about to throw the box. See, what did you do? I'm. I would like to go to the camp to see what's going on. Okay. No, it's just, it looks like a, um, a very small camp. Well, for one person, there's a little bit of food and water left. There seems to have been a larger store that is now empty. But why? Don't eat any of Tay's food. Where am I? All right, I fill up my pants so that they're so full of, like, gold. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and random treasures. Like, yes, I look like I'm ten times the size, and as I walk, there's, like, gold coming out of nice. my pants. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm Boba Fett, just walking over to find out. <laughs> 
to find out where the hell I am. Do I know where I am? How to get out of here? There are no doors, no doorways. Just a room full of random treasures. We're going to pause the podcast for 10 minutes until we solve this <laughs> riddle, and then we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> it's like an escape the room. Oh, we like those. So this shop is abandoned? <laughs> this shop is abandoned. The, the, it, it, there's nobody else there. It's just you. And Sir Tazelot's laying on the ground, and you, <laughs> TK's got the got, got a very similar. <laughs> I feel like you guys are not licking the box hard enough. The contents of the box went up in smoke in order to get you here. So maybe you have to go up in smoke <gasps> in order to get back. You maybe want me you to have set to stand myself on fire. <laughs> We are Stepping into the fire. I don't know how I feel about setting myself on fire. Yeah, are you wearing your um, the innuendo queen's vest? Makes a flame retardant. But if I have to set myself on fire, <laughs> bro, coaxing. Is there fire in here? <laughs> uh, there is. The room is appears to be artificially lit, as in like the walls have a glow. That's it. Is there any like incense or anything in here? Smoky. No. I think it has to do with you guys. I don't think it has to do with me. <laughs> Well, we're, we we tried everything we could. Well, you licked the box. Next thing we do, <laughs> we tried everything. We, we licked the box. <laughs> well, Tazewell, I mean, you have absconded with one of our friends. Can you suffocate the other one who's holding the box? <laughs> oh, Wait, I got it, Grizz. There's a reason why that other Grizz. one is there. We need to trade places. We have a, we have a dragon. We do? I'm going to have the dragon catch me on fire. <laughs> and see if, no, I don't think that's... I don't think that's how it works. Set the person on fire is holding the box. Set the dragon on fire. He can go to the cave. Currently, I'm holding the box. So, all right, let's give it to Sir Tazewell. The the person who is holding the box, what do they look like? They look exactly like me? No. It's another, it's an actually, looks like one of um, Big Red's crew. Are you going to talk to this fool? Ask some questions. That (laughs) seems to be quite meager, actually. (laughs) Like like, like a cabin boy. Feed him. Give him food. I have crimpets. <laughs> and and perfectly made tea. <laughs> he thanks you for saving him. He does what? He thanks he thank you? He thanks you for saving he him. He talks. See? Why? Talk to him. What? I can't talk to him. I'm not there. I'm in a box. Where did you come from? Uh, what I, is your mission? I, I was I was uh, told to open this box, and I did, and I was someplace else. And nobody else was there, and I don't know what happened. So I hand him the closed box, and I say, which box? This box? Uh, yeah, that one right there. All right, show me how you opened it. Uh, well, okay. Uh, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look like, listen, son, this goes I'm waiting. You, you, you open the box, <laughs> or we force you to open the box. Uh, so he takes the, takes the box very Listen, reluctantly. if you knew what happened to the rest of your crew, you would want to open that box. <laughs> okay. As you say that, he looks back and he sees the smoldering remains. No. Oh. Uh, he's like, oh my god. Okay, I'll open the box. <laughs> <laughs> and he opens the box and he vanishes and CA is there. Hey, Do I still have my money? Yes, you do. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you're back. Night three. Thought I had to kill that cabin boy or whatever he was. What cabin boy? Sir <laughs> yeah. <Certays> a lot. <laughs> Some punk got up and he, Griswick said, don't catch him on fire, TK. It's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't try setting myself aflame. <laughs> Thank you for those false lights, Liam. 
<laughs> that could have been one hell of a Can I just go on record as saying that we are so the average lay people? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I do too. And I like that I'm alive and that we're wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the cowboy though, so we should keep the box because then at least he's kind of there. All right, see, so what's in your box? You open the box and you see a whip. Yes. Ooh. Uh, who's like, picking up the whip? Like a can of nine tails or just like a regular <laughs> whip? <laughs> That's funny. I had that written down, but I read <laughs> <laughs> The wrist loop has a, um, a braided green leather. The butt of the handle has a dagger that slides into um, the whip handle. Oh, cool. The transition knot is covered with a metal image of a half serpent of Naga. And the thong is made of bamboo, and it's obviously magical because bamboo wouldn't be able to bend like a whip. And it goes all Don't be a negative Nancy. Come on, we can make it work. <laughs> so the bamboo goes all the way down from the thong to the fall of the whip, and then hanging off the popper, there are poisonous rattlesnake fangs. I'm sorry, you lost my me at thong. Goodness. What? Again? <laughs> so, thong, the thong, thong, thong. I, I know what I, I know. What's going on, on my Christmas list? <laughs> <laughs> I can make this for your cosplay, DK. <laughs> I don't know what you'd cosplay, but it's cool. Maybe we should have an Etsy store. We <laughs> <laughs> so everyone this else can have one of those. This is perfect for that eBay account that we don't have. Yes. <laughs> when you crack the whip, do the do the fangs do anything? When you crack the whip, it makes such a loud sound that you deafen. What? <laughs> oh. Ourselves or everyone else? Yourselves and everyone in the room. I think that the whip is a bad thing to use inside. What? Why are you yelling? <laughs> Why are you yelling? Huh? I Why feel you like yelling? you're yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yelling. What? <laughs> Uh, we need earplugs. We need magical earplugs. <laughs> That's right. Now, if you were used to the whip as a weapon, um, if you were to get somebody in like the arm or the leg, they would have to do like a DC saving throw. Uh, if they fail it, you can take off a limb. Can we grapple uh, grapple with it like a, um, like a grappling hook? You can if you want to, but you just have to be careful of the fangs because they are poisonous. Oh, yeah. Train. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Our other co-host decided to show up, that yep. lazy bum. <laughs> Rude interrupting, too. I know. I thought it was just a massive outburst of thermal energy. <laughs> if I can make a massive outburst of thermal energy sound like that, I would be on every talk show every night. <laughs> Looks like we have a new co-host. <laughs> so that was my what's in the box. Nice. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. TK had the box of Ritalin. But then, <laughs> but then Zynar pulled out an even bigger box of Ritalin, and you know how I feel about doubling up. That means that CA wins with her box of crack. Yeah. <laughs> box of crack. <laughs> Luckily, there's a thong in that box. <laughs> it is a superior box when it has a thong in it. I'm well, I know how to win every time now. <laughs> <laughs> every week, it's a new thong. <laughs> We are controlling transmission. Uh, first of all, Zynar, do you have anything coming up that you would like to promote? Uh, well, I have been... I started a recent stream about uh, world building, for actually for a Star Wars game that got side, uh, sidetracked slightly. Nice. Sorry. That's awesome. 
There was a lot of porgs involved, and I got very excited. <laughs> and then there were tribbles, and I got even more excited. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be hard to explain. It's going to be split up into probably a different as- gaming aspect. Because <laughs> this it's is why I shouldn't be allowed to stream. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was sidetracked and you know derailed extensively. <laughs> It was so funny because he started off with like talking about how beautiful this universe is and all of the many moons you can visit and the travel and the spaceships. And I was like, Porgs! And the whole chat was like, Porgs! And then it turned into space cows with Porgs. Yes, Porgs riding space cows. (laughs) And then he was like, Tribbles. I was like, we can't go back now. (laughs) You screamed Porgs. I thought you said something else for a moment. Uh oh. (laughs) It was that kind of stream, everyone. You should come hang out and see it. Yes. Yes. And so, but I've been, I was working on, uh, at, uh, strangely enough, it was a Star Wars setting. And it's one of those that I just had to get ideas out. So I'm like, I'll stream it. Why not? See what happens. Like, it ended up in Porgs. But that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it was really good. I enjoyed it. And you said that that's on Mondays? <laughs> Actually, that is on uh, the weekend. I've been streaming uh, every Saturday and Sunday. And I've been, it's, I do the same, you know, since I have kids, I can only really stream on weekends. Okay. right now so uh but i stream uh on saturdays and sundays and this is my current lineup i guess is i guess best way to put it so sure mm-hmm. i'll be streaming both days until i get my world development done and then i'll start working on npcs and all that other good stuff and Zyner does video games also and joins in on like the thread raiders on friday nights for i try gaming to do that thread yep. raiders mm-hmm. and Zyner's also on our minecraft server i am on the minecraft server yes i'm i'm the um the wandering hermit uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of, actually more of the bum the spawn town bum that works too uh because i actually went on the server finally found a plot to build um had to I didn't log on for a while afterwards lost a plot that i built because my kid stole the page that had the coordinates on it so oh. and i had to ask for yeah but he used it for homework so i would hope so <laughs> that makes it okay but so yeah, so now I'm, since I lost my build spot, I'm just kind of hanging out in Spawn Town. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple other Thread Raider things. First of all, I want to remind everyone that now our episodes are coming out on Saturdays. That begins with this one, so you will find this episode out on the thirtieth, I believe it is. Um, yes. Yeah, it sounds about 30th. right. Yep. Saturday the thirtieth. Yep, that's the thirtieth. Um, also, this Monday, uh, Steel Empire is uh, launching Arc City Season Two. Yes. But we yes. have been promoting it for several weeks. It is now here. And so you should definitely check that out. Uh, they are one of the other podcasts on the Steel Empire ne- podcast network, which, of course, we are part of. Um, April the 5th, 6th, and 7th. For those of you who happen to be in the St. Louis area, if you would be interested in going to Wizard World, uh, our friend Xboshi has uh, got a code for you to get 20% off of your Wizard World tickets which, of course, is a very large discount given how expensive it is to go to a con. Yeah. Uh, you can use the code XBOSHI, which is X-B-0-S-H-I, the number three, X. Uh, XBOSHI. And it's great because, like, their tickets, I think, are... I mean, I work there, so I don't buy tickets, but it's like, yeah, I think it's like $60. And uh, if you stop by this Saturday, uh, you'll be able to catch Bo there, potentially. Nice. Bo! That's awesome. Bo! And then finally, August 1st of the 4th is Gen Con. Yay! At this point, if you don't have your tickets, you are screwed. But 
I figured I'd mention it. <laughs> Isn't that true? Are they sold out? <laughs> we will be there. I don't uh, think they are. By we, I mean CA, uh, along with Steel Empire and the Beholder's Eye podcast at a panel. Yes. Our very first panel, my first panel in general, and I know it's Met Girl's first panel, and we are so nervous and excited all at the same time. <laughs> uh, it will be Friday morning at 10 a.m., uh, we will have more information as we start uh, gathering everything together and finding out more about people. I know uh, David Steele will be there with his daughter Amara and Sam Zolot is the name on Twitter. The one with the pet rats that we had on the show one time will be there. <laughs> so that's very exciting. And I told him he had to bring like a photo album of all of the rats like I need <laughs> or a pet rat to bring onto the show. So we'll see what, I, what will happen. <laughs> and Zynar will be at Gen Con also. Yes, I will be. Doing the Iron... Is it GM or DM? Iron GM. They they yes. can't... DM's kind of trademarked, almost. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I will be actually competing in the Iron GM again this year. You know, so many Thread Raiders are going to Gen Con that I think that we should host Thread Con at the same time as Gen Con and just have it no. down the street. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> at the gas station at the corner of 5th and... Uh, there is a gas station nearby, actually. <laughs> And they have an amazing restroom. I'm pretty sure if we did that, there would be like no parking. We would need to bus from like outside the state in. <laughs> we need a Thread Raider bus. <laughs> Party bus. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. I uh, want to thank our special guest this week for being here. Thank you so much, hey. sir. Thank you for having me. I was I was uh, um quite surprised to get the call. <laughs> I was very happy to be to help out and show up and. It was a great time. We also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. If you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you receive a discount off of your order. And also, our other sponsor, Founders Coffee. If you're looking for a great cup of coffee in the morning, you're definitely going to want to check out founderscoffee.us. Uh, they have uh, some coffee there that you can purchase online, and it's good stuff. And currently, there's a sale also, if you'd like to go check it out. It's almost like $5 off per bag. So, you know, go grab them. Is that a fact? That's fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now part of the Steel Empire Podcast Network, which includes us, uh, A Quest for Magic and Steel, and of course, Arc City, which we just talked about. Uh, and if you enjoyed our show, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And for more information on the Thread Raiders, you can go to threadraiders.com, where you can find all of the links to our social media properties, including Facebook, Twitch, etc., etc., etc.